<laughs> Batman. Uh, okay. Hey, uh, how do I start this again? Duh. Welcome to the Usually, dark, dark, hi, I'm Leo. Podcast. I think that's hey. how I start this. Uh, where am I? What year is it? Who's the president? Sorry. <laughs> Reagan, the actor. (laughs) (laughs) The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Kids, it's time to check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. With over 30 podcasts that encompass everything from horror to video games to comic books, and so much more, you're bound to find the shows for your taste. Whether it be Nerds of Unusual Origin, That Strange Show, Retro Red Octopus, Splash Pages, Throwdown Thursday, The Horror Squad, Still Token with my god, man! I can't read all of these! So just feel free to play and experiment with the Dork Eating Podcast Network. There are over 30 shows chock full of nerdy goodness to sink your ears into. And they're all available on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever fine podcasts are broadcast. Hey, welcome to the Dork Night. My name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here. We have a great show scheduled for you as always. And uh, with us, powerful Brandon. Hey, everybody. Uh, like Leo said, I am I am, I am, with them. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Justin Kupa. Here I be, here I stand. Let's hey. talk some Batman. Hell yeah, hell yeah. We were just uh, talking about Silent Night. Uh, new book and uh, uh, also the detective comics uh, by Mark Wade. Uh, he, he, I guess the, what I'm reading right now goes into like kingdom come. Um, oh really? Yeah. A, a continuation. The king. Oh, the kingdom. Oh, uh, the kingdom. Yep. yep. Yeah. The kingdom was okay. Oh, are you reading like, the kingdom? Uh, it's actually before that. So Mark Wade picked up uh detective before the kingdom. Oh, 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 wait, hold on. Oh, not, not the kingdom. Uh, it's a new book. Detective. I, I, I have no idea. Okay. So it's, it's not, it's not that, but there's, there's characters from that, that made it their way over into uh, mainstream DC. And that was pre infinite crisis. So that doesn't exist in regular continuity. Cause I think the only but, thing that, but post zero hour crisis in time. Uh, yes. Yeah. So it's that's like a whole thing unto itself. So, you know, Starman, Jade, um, I think like yes, I believe Fire. the term that we use to describe such a thing is clusterfuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's, man, it's it's funny. Oh, Mark Wade, like, good job on introducing hypertime. We needed that. That's what the kingdom gave DC hypertime. No, what well, is hypertime, you ask? To get the idea for um for Damien, the Ibn al Yufash, you know, the son of the bat. So that's that really came from there. 
Yes, Ibn al-Zufash. Even though um, it was actually a, a Denny O'Neill uh, creation. So it was. Yeah. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Because it directly translates to son of the bat. Mm-hmm. Have you read Kingdom Come, Leo? I have. Okay. Oh, he owns okay. it. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. Ma- yeah. I don't know. He didn't know who the fucking Fantastic Four was. <laughs> I can't take anything for granted now. Uh, yeah, and uh, oh, I yeah, just got read me the- there. Uh, we just also read the JSA uh, part Jeff two. Johnson, Kingdom, yeah. Thy Kingdom Come. Yeah, Thy Kingdom Come. Yep. It's good to a point. Then, then you're like, who the hell is who the hell is Mog? Yeah. He's like, no, or Gog or whatever. Gog, you know, you're yeah, like, yeah, Magog, like, yeah, Gog and Magog. Yeah, I actually was not like I, I, I loved the JSA stuff. I, I, I that was one that I got every month. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, same and, here. I, I absolutely adored it, and uh, it's like Maybe one of the like few Hawk times. Man. Just kidding. It, it, it made me like Hawkwoman a lot. I, that's what made that even worth it for, for those characters is because she was just like, yeah, um, so what if we reincarnated? That doesn't mean I'm going to like marry you or anything. So good luck. Power Girl, too. Great freaking yeah. character. Power Girl, Mr. Terrific. But uh, it's one of the few times where uh, I was like, oh, okay. I, I, I see how David Goyer likes comic books. Because he wrote a bunch of the early issues of JSA, and uh, and it just it, it's one of those things that absolutely befuddles me. Because I'm like, dude, you could take characters like JSA and write these comic books, and clearly you were having fun with it. Like, why are you writing like so many of these bleak ass fucking superhero co- like comic book movies? I don't, I don't fucking get it, dude. Like, just embrace the four color world. I, I, I you know, come on, man. If I can get a movie with a full-blown Captain America costume in it, I don't understand why I can't get a fucking Superman movie where he has an actual bright blue fucking costume and a bright red S. Like, what the fuck is happening here? Anyway, it must saying. be Maroon. <laughs> David Goyer, writer of Batman Begins. Eh, okay. And one of the writers of The Dark Knight. Oh, one of who was the other writer of The Dark Knight? Tell, tell us who that was. Say, Say out loud who the other no. writer of The Dark Knight was. No, it was David Goyer. Yep, David Goyer and mostly David Goyer. Was it mostly David Goyer? Okay, fine. It was Jonathan Nolan. Oh, Jonah Nolan, the director's very smart and successful brother who knows how to weave complicated complicated and complex stories and characters. Yes, yes. Let's focus on that part. Because then they were like, Man of Steel from... The writer of The Dark Knight. Oh, my God. Jonah Nolan wrote this? No, David Goyer did. Ah, fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's a good setup. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, well, today we are going to be talking about Batman One Bad Day, the final book. Yeah. Uh, this is Raz al Ghul and uh, written by Tom Taylor, art by Ivan Rice. Uh, Reyes. Reyes. So uh, I threw, <laughs> I threw the description in the chat GPT and told it to simplify it for us. So we'll, oh, we'll nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, so why won't Batman save the world? Raz al Ghul has been trying to save Earth from humanity's worst for centuries, always thwarted by Batman. Raz wanted Batman to join his new order, but Batman said no. Their standoff continues, but now Roz is determined to defeat Batman and reshape the world in his vision, ensuring peace. 
for the good people. This gripping story is the last in the One Bad Day series created by the renowned team of Tom Taylor and Ivan Reyes. Seemed like yeah, I, I love that. I love that uh, that artwork. I, his stuff is so cool. I, I like his uh, his style a lot. Yeah, Tom it's Taylor, cool. man, bringing it from the start. Starts out with a gut wrenching scene, and you know, just keeps going in. And it's like, man, yes, and understanding the assignment. Yes, I one hundred percent. Yes, understanding the fucking assignment, boys. <laughs> Did he? Yes. Yes, I, I think so because he actually brought it back as a callback at the end, yeah. and he incorporated it in the plot. So I, I would say absolutely. It's I thought the this, very and yeah. it's the very start of the story. Yep. This is what, exactly what we were talking about last uh, time with Clayface. We're like, oh, we wish they did this, and we're like, oh, son of a bitch, look, this is what he did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're we're actually seeing the the actual birth of you know his immortality. Um, I, I thought this was a great story. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, I think yeah, this, I too. this is the closest one to Riddler because you're not going to touch knock Riddler off the pedestal, but this this is but a it's real two. fucking close, dude. Like, yeah. real close. I mean, I will you guys say like this the dog part, didn't you? Oh hell yeah, I knew oh, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but aside, but aside from the the dog part, wolf part. Um, aside from that though, what? What for me um, was was really big on this, and this has not really happened for me before whilst reading a Batman story involving Ra's al Ghul, um, is I actually was like, Ra's al Ghul has a really good fucking point. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's got that. It's really hard to, yeah. it's really hard to, for me to fucking agree with Batman on this one. I, I, I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. Like, don't, don't kill people. But if ever there was like an argument to be made for the ends justify the means, Rajal Ghoul kind of hit the nail on the head in this one. And I was like, holy shit, do I, do I agree with the demon's head? What is, what is happening right now? So yeah, hats off to Tom Taylor, man, because he really, he, I don't know, like he humanized Rajal Ghoul. Like they John Wicked it, and, yeah. and it was smart. Like yeah, 100% no, I, I agree. With it. You know, look, look at how much time they spend on the panels of him and the, with the wolf. You know, look at that. It's like there's there's at least two and a half pages spent on that, building that tender moment. And he's just sitting there just absolutely crying. And, and that's not how you see him in, in a place of vulnerability. It's, it's brilliant. Then he goes straight from that to a place of a position of leadership. And... um they do a really good job of showing how disgusting the um, the profiteers are, you know, like the, oh, the yeah. guy on, on the boat and all that. So, you know, like, look at him. I'm like, who is this? Adrian Toomes. He looks like the friggin' vulture, you know? Oh, God. Well, but more moreover, too, like. I, I like how when he does approach the, the wolf that. Um, you know, the the vet is telling him, like. You know she is in pain, and we you know we have to put her down. Like it, it's just she's suffering. You want me to do it? And Raj Al Ghul is like, no, I'll do it. Uh, and when he's there and he's saying goodbye to her, and he's just weeping the whole time, it's not something that he's ashamed to do in front of 
that veterinarian or his daughter. Yeah. You know, yep. th- there is, there is no like silent tough guy machismo about it. Like he actually is very much, he has no problem with presenting the depth of feeling he has for this, for this creature that means so much to him. And it just kind of, it shows you, it, it gives you a window into like how how strongly Raj Al Ghul feels about what he's doing. And his viewpoint is he's trying to make the world a better place, you know, and I don't really think I've ever thought about it in terms like that. When it comes to this character, like what is his purpose? And to state it, like I just, I'm trying to make the world better. Not, not just for me, but for everyone. Like, we have like I've been on this planet a lot longer than a lot of other people, a lot of other people, and I I have a responsibility because of my time here to try to make sure that the planet is still here for other people moving forward. You know, like very man. different than Vandal Savage. You know, yeah, yeah, and it's like one of those things where like by the end of this, I actually did. I no lie. I thought maybe at first that guy who was trying to kill him as a kid was Vandal Savage. I, <laughs> I thought maybe they were going to go that route. Yeah. Um. And then I, I had like a little bit of a head cannon thing going on. And I, I found myself thinking like, you know what? Maybe Raj Al Ghul and Vandal Savage would not team up. No, maybe... they, they have history though. Fair enough. But I'm just saying like nowadays, you know, moving forward, whatever, you know, once again, we talk about, things changing, evolving, progressing. I would love to see a Raz Al Ghul versus Vandal Savage story. Like, and have Raz Al Ghul be your, like, kind of more anti-hero type in that in that story. I think that would make a lot of sense. I would check that out. Yeah. And they both have brutal daughters, so, you know, it, it would actually dovetail nicely. Hmm. Uh, I'm zooming ahead. I wanted to find this uh, panel. I think this speaks perfectly, you know, yeah, uh, to, you know, his his motives saying I have lived for lifetimes. I have swum through uh, uh, swum through reefs uh, that are now bleached graveyards. I have heard the hooves of great animals thundering over plains, thundering over plains that have now fallen silent. And I have seen birds soar that will never take flight again. And yeah. yeah, you witness your parents' murders and have brought justice to criminals ever since. Over hundreds of years, I have witnessed a planet dying while the people killing the world go unpunished. And, and Batman definitely looks conflicted, but it's not a long moment. Like, it's a moment. You know, and it reminds me of, uh, you know, Data in um, First Contact where they asked him, is there any point where you considered, you know, uh, joining her? And he goes, oh, yeah, um, uh, half of a millisecond or something like that. It did occur to me, you know, and that's kind of like the Batman scene that we get, you know, where he's just being held back. And um, Rachel Ghoul is uh, holding his grandson hostage, you know, at sword point. And he goes, oh, do you doubt my convictions? Because I wouldn't, you know, I'll I'll you know, kill Damien and Batman's just like, no, you know, don't, don't hurt my son. And that's what kind of leads us on. Oh yeah. 100%. It's good. They're really toying with your emotions. And then you get this scene, which is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. 
this really just happened? When when the what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. They they played this really well. And uh for those of you listening, it's a, a scene of Raz Al Ghul uh gutting Batman with a sword. He's, run, he's running him through with the yeah. sword. Scimitar, kinda, right? Yeah, it's definitely a very distinctive weapon. You know, it's um it's kind of like a mixture of a couple different things. And again, with the artwork, like seeing the, uh, the anguish in uh, Damien's face, like, you know, just, it's just freaking amazing. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. I mean, once again, though, for me, like I, I love the idea of the character of Damien. Uh, I, I have since like the start <laughs> of his character showing up, um, I just, I feel like it made sense. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. It makes, makes perfect sense that Talia Al Ghul would somehow manipulate Bruce Wayne and, and have a kid by him and start raising him up with the league of assassins. Why, why would that not happen? Yep. Um, and to have him show up and be this kid that was trained for so long. And it's like, basically Talia's like, all right. We uh we we gave him a lot of good building blocks, but uh, I've decided I really want you to like make sure this kid is human. So uh, why don't you why don't you deal with that, Brucey? And it's like, oh cool, thanks for all the deprogramming I have to do, you fucking psychopaths. And to see like the contentious relationship between the two of them as it started off, and how it actually turns into genuine care, affection, and love especially because Damien had never really experienced anyone truly caring about him before he was given to his father to be, to be raised for the rest of his childhood. Like, and, and look that, at the emotion that Bruce has here too, as he lays dying and hands over the cowl, you know, it's like, that's not something that every Batman writer pulls off. Well, yeah, 100%. And you know, to see Damien like immediately pull the cowl over his face and then go at Raj Al Ghul, like, fuck you. <laughs> uh, it's like, what a, what a great combo of like the three previous Robins <laughs> right there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that's if, if ever there was a Jason Todd move, <laughs> that's it right there. I love it too because then they they explain they're like oh it's okay he didn't hit anything vital you know it's it's just you know he hit me oh up I mean here. not even not even he didn't Damien explaining it like yeah. I didn't hit anything vital yeah <laughs> the only reason you're still breathing is because I made a promise to my father like who you are twelve <laughs> Jesus <laughs> this is that emotional gravitas that we got when we were watching on the opposite end of the spectrum. You know, uh, young Eddie Nigma, you know, destroying his teacher. You know, yeah, no shit. But uh, yeah, like for uh, for Raj Al Ghul to come up with this plan uh, to replace the heads of all these horribly, like, uh, horrible corporations that have just been polluting the planet. It was like thirty of them, right? Uh twenty-seven. No, no, the, he killed three of them. Yeah, and there yeah, were twenty-seven okay, gotcha, more, yeah. so there's thirty of them all together. Well, plus um, three thousand. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, uh, that's true. Plus three thousand yeah. in the building. What a jerk! 
uh, well, you know, yeah, polluting, but also, you know, uh, with greed and everything. I absolutely love this. Uh, a long play, too, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> totally uh, making fun of, uh, is it um, Bezos's, uh yeah. addiction? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, a, a ridiculous space race that was already uh, run and won 60 years ago, which is absolutely truth. And uh, you see this astronaut saying, uh, that's one giant leap for me. And then boom. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, yeah, the, the greed and the, the, yeah, just, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Eat the rich. Yeah. Eat the rich. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Fuck the dumb shit. You know, you fucking billionaires. No such thing as an ethical billionaire. I'm yeah. looking at you too, Brucey. <laughs> Well, that's that's the whole thing. He's he's so programmed himself. He doesn't know how to take himself out of the equation. And the only thing that will ever allow this to happen is Raj's uh, plan where, you know, he kills Batman. And, you know, we know Batman's not going to stay dead forever. Obviously, spoiler. But I mean, that's that's the whole thing. But you get to see his plan in action and it's a brilliant plan. And you're like, wow, if Batman wasn't around, this would probably work. And that's exactly what happens. Yeah, it's a uh, it's very it's very cleverly set upon. And, you know, quite, quite frankly, uh, I you know, I was I was kind of happy to see R Raz's fucking plan come to fruition. You know, he I mean, the fact that he had said, like, oh, I've I've set this up for years yep you know like the, that that building that came down like they they arranged the vaults years and ahead of time along with the gas leak i mean in the summit like that's exactly like the kind of summits that we know that they have and it's like oh yeah why don't you all have a fucking nice energy summit and how many of you flew there on private fucking jets <laughs> Yeah, you know, like it. The fucking hypocrisy is palpable, and I, I you know, th I appreciate that. And, and these are these are real issues, real world issues that are being touched upon. Um, and how it mirrors some of the things this is like some of the stuff we were talking about before we we recorded yep. this episode. Um, th that's like what some of the the best comic book stories do. They they hold a mirror up and and they show us glimpses at the very least, like of, of the reflection of our own society. And that's what we're seeing here, the real world problems and, and sort of the parallax view of, of some of those individuals that we have in our, in our real world society. Uh, what, what would, what would be made better? How, how would society, how would the earth be made more whole without these things constantly assailing it? The environment, socioeconomic policies, uh, manipulated by people who are just trying to keep themselves rich by increasing the bottom line for themselves at the detriment of everybody else. I mean, we are, we are seeing uh, a lot of this stuff play out in real time right now in the world with, with inflation and wage stagnation and, you know, people are boycotting things left and right and bringing down total, total value of companies. And, you know, a lot of people, Yay, capitalism. This is late stage capitalism. <laughs> like this is this is the yeah. kind of shit that happens. Like, 
you know, it's really easy to boycott stuff when you don't have fucking money to begin with. Yep. You know, and uh, we're we're just seeing that that this is a guy who you know Raj Al Ghul and this like he is somebody who's trying to take the long view and it's like yeah none of this is sustainable at all if you keep if if you keep treating people like this and these people are also treating the planet like this what's going to be left you're going to be the richest man on the cinder fun well and everyone thinks because you're a zombie you don't know good coffee well they're wrong there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval deadly grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure the aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Are you a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books? Then Epic Tales from the Sewers is a podcast for you. We cover the comic books, video games, movies, cartoons, and anything else turtle-related. We talk about the toys, we talk about the cereal, we talk about all the fun things about turtles that we love so much. So give a listen. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. Check out Epic Tales from the Sewers, part of the Epic Airways podcast network give a listen dudes cowabunga is this podcast for you if you think of it you know definitely a story for our time you know taken as it is this is something that you couldn't have written you know 20 years ago you know i mean you still have you know the the, the discussion of global warming global warming and and the destruction of the earth but really there, there wasn't that fear of it back then you know it was like oh it's it's not in my lifetime that things will happen but now we're seeing you know uh what these changes are doing you know stronger storms and everything it, it's uh yeah per, i i think it's something that couldn't have been written you know before what do you guys think i think it's interesting too that instead of doing the easy you know sloppy thing of making batman the villain of the story he removed him from the table and he found a clever way to do that, that, you know, everything goes back like like a Simpsons episode. It goes back to how it was at the end. And it's like now these characters are forced to, you know, confront each other and grow from this experience. That's exactly what happens. And what Rachel Cool does, the ending to this is so friggin cool. You know? I know. And it's I mean, just like two forces of nature going at it. And he knows that Batman's not going to back down. Yeah, he, he, he does. He, he pulls the same exact move for his own involvement by the end that he did for, for Bruce's, which, um, yeah, that, that falls right in line. That certainly seems to be the Raj Al Ghul playbook, especially considering what we saw at the very beginning of the story. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's not surprising. And to see the two of these guys go head to head, I mean, especially in this very visceral setting, um, the indignation and the semi-righteous anger uh, emanating from Bruce as well as Raj Al Ghul, you know, it's it's really to to see the two of them. It's like it's once again that 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 line is blurred. Mm -hmm. who's who's the good guy who's the bad guy you know this is 
in in this particular instance like i'm i'm reminded unfortunately i hate bringing it to this but i'm reminded of um ozymandias and rorschach yeah watchman very much so uh and and in in this instance uh rorschach is batman and ozymandias is Raj al ghul the the whole thing with like you know rorschach saying like i can't i can't let you do this i i have to stand up and and you know stand in the way of this injustice and you know ozymandias slash dr manhattan is like well i i can't i can't let you do that so i'll 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 have to remove you from the board if you and it's like well then do what you have to do like if i can stop you i'm going to stop you so that's that's what it is and of course Rajal Ghul is like, okay, fine. And just takes him off the board, runs him through. You're done. The difference, of course, being like Rorschach gets turned into a fucking stain in the Antarctic. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And uh and Batman is able to be brought back by the end of the tale using the Lazarus pit that they've set up camp at. Um, so you know, it's it's just like we've seen these kinds of adversarial uh relationships play out. Uh, in the past and different, different variations. But uh, I think without being fantastical about the, the means or ends uh, it hits home a little harder. You know, we're not talking about like a giant alien fucking showing up above Manhattan. Uh, We're talking about the world being changed for the better because certain people are are taken off the board uh, permanently and replaced with people who actually will give a shit about not just themselves uh but future generations and the planet as a whole and and batman can't even tell anybody he can't do anything because all of this stuff all it would do is cause chaos and it would cause global destabilization which would be the exact opposite of what you know he would want to maintain by going after justice and and, um, leo can you go back to that other page that you were just on with the, the sword fight so this is a direct homage to the uh, the book, you know, uh, Birth of the Demon, Son of the Demon, you know, like that whole thing that they had, um, like almost like panel for panel. You can find all of these in that book. So uh, fa- fantastic artwork here. And it's 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 almost like pulled straight from that story. And and um, like if, if you if you were to find a comparative of it, you'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's exactly that. So it's really cool that they they did that sort of thing. Nice. I'll have to I'll have to check that out. I've never yeah. I've never read some of the demon. Yeah, it's um it's good. It's a it's a large size format um book, so it's a little bit big. Maybe it's actually on digital. It's it's not going to be any different, but you know it's it's cool. There's and it's got kind of like an embossed cover on it. It's really neat. I remember seeing it for for years at, at the comic book store. Yeah, I got it you over said, there. Uh, Son of the Demon or Birth of the Demon? There's two. There's Birth of the Birth of the Demon and Son of the Demon. I haven't read either one, so <laughs> no problem. Yeah. yeah, very, very cool stuff. I, I like this. Uh, I like this artwork. I like this page. This really stood out to me. And um, his artwork style is also very reminiscent of um, Alan Davis. So mm. it's kind of got that like like vibe of the nail a little bit. <laughs> so I was digging on that a little. I can I can see that. Yeah, the, it makes me think of the nail and, and Miracle Man. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, looks like there's three in the storyline. There's uh, sun, sun, bride, and birth. 
Okay, yeah. I I have two. I th that's why I don't have one of them. So, but I, I've read them all. I own two of them. They're pretty cool. I I would suggest like if you have the means to pick them up, do so. They're so choice. <laughs> so choice. <laughs> yeah. So I mean. Raz al Ghul does his best impression of Goofy from some of the old Disney cartoons by the end of this fight, you know, yeah, right off a cliff. <laughs> yep. And, uh, then, you know, we, we just come across, we come to like the very end and Oh, boom. He's waking up from the Lazarus pit saying the same thing he did at the beginning. It's the same. Every time I come back from death, it is the same. Every time I come back from the death. Okay. Yeah, but uh, this time was different, I believe he said. Well, yeah. last time he had pants, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Just kidding. Yeah. There's no un uncontainable scream of rage and grief this time because he, yep. he achieved his goal. Um, and Talia is there to greet him, to remind him of who he is and, and let him know how long. Um, and it's been two years since uh, he fell from the mountain. And uh, she is also greeting him with a new uh, wolf cub. Oh, and and this was definitely a different thing. So I I I kind of took this as Batman went nuts and destroyed their Lazarus pit. <laughs> well, they have to. They they can only use the Lazarus pits so much before it's like all used up. Maybe that's headcanon for me because I figured that they were at a different location because Batman must have wrecked the joint. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I, I, I always thought it was that the Lazarus pits, they, they have to switch them up. They get to a certain point where you can't use them anymore. So you have to follow ley lines to see where the new ones would be. That's why there's numerous locations that he's set up for Lazarus pits. I just think he's got contingencies and, and safe houses and stuff like that for sure. You know, so probably you, you might be right. I, I don't know that much about the, the pit itself. I think that's that's the one where you couldn't use Moss Man, right? And you'd put the slime coming down. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, something else. Okay, all right. <laughs> Very good, you feckless boob. <laughs> Is that where the ooze comes in? Yeah, yeah. You get it, and you're like, "Wow, this smells weird." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Go out and pick up your slime pits. You know, you can buy them at Caldors. <laughs> <laughs> Caldors. <laughs> oh, it makes me want to. Your 80s toy my... reference, too. I mean, we got a lot going on in this episode. We got an Austin Powers. We got a Ferris Bueller. You know? Well, also, when when the, when the slime hits you, isn't somebody supposed to jump out and say something? No, yeah. it's, it only happens whenever you say, I don't know. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> Yeah, Moose. Oh, no. <laughs> ah. uh, and then Alanis Morissette wrote a song. Wait, what? Hold on. You What's... can't do that on television. <laughs> what do you think's in the Lazarus pit? I heard that. Barth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and then they made a game show with it as well, right? Did Double there. Oh, yeah. yeah yep. I think on a double dare, yeah. Physical yeah. challenge. But uh good good book, you know. Um yeah. it's it's up there with, with some of the best that we read, and it's based on the talent. I could see why they put these two together, 
you know, you've got your bookends. The first one and the last one are the strongest pieces, and then everything else in between. And I mean, we we did them all, all of them. And I'm glad that it ended on a good note. Oh God, for real. Like that's that, that's why. Like not only that, I didn't, I hadn't read it yet, and Leo was like, "Oh yeah, so are we doing this?" I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." We're on the last fucking one bad day book. <laughs> We're not elongating this any fucking further than it needs to go, pal. We are finishing this god awful run. Yeah, and, uh, three quarters of these books were stankers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But we made it through it, and uh, next will be Merry Little Batman, and then we will find uh, a new story to do for uh, the next year. Yeah, we won't, we won't do we'll it like find a good two Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just. What do you mean? There's gonna, someone. That's we're good. just gonna cover no man's land for the entire year of 2024. Oh man, I do that. <laughs> I kind of like that, you know. It's as long it's as fucking long about, enough, dude. As long it as is. we don't have to talk about what happens after it, which is my least favorite period in all of Batman comics. Bruce that's Wayne hard. murderer. Yeah, it's the worst. The I don't think I read that. I, I think don't, I gave up. Don't bother. Don't yeah. bother. I, like, I read Cataclysm and then I read No Man's Land. Like I got the trades and I was like, wow, this is pretty good. And yep. then I saw like the Bruce Wayne murder thing. I was like, that looks not good. So I don't think I'm gonna buy it. And it turns out from what from all accounts, I was right in my assumption. Yep. Is that it's where, funny? Is that where failsafe uh comes into play? No, that's that's where Sasha Bordeaux or whatever his uh Bruce Wayne has a bodyguard that go figure ends up becoming a superhero, you know, but then he ends up sending her to jail because, you know, uh, she became complicit in a fictional murder that Bruce Wayne was occurred to. Now, keep in mind, Bruce Wayne being Batman finds a way to get himself out of jail, yet leaves her in jail. What a jerk, you know, and oh, by the way, they're romantically involved. Shocker. You know, it's dun, like, dun, oh, dun. this is the darkest turn for the character. And I'm just like, wow, I don't like him. I don't like this character. It goes back to what Brandon was saying before. That made me want to bounce off of the character. And I did. I did. And I came back when Hush came, you know, and yeah. that was that was when I came back. And I'm like, this is great. This is fresh. This is renewed. I like this writer. The art is amazing. And the story's fun. And it's not that kind of crap character. But yeah, that's the way that's what it should Batman be, man. It wasn't a storyline that, you know, was for you. You didn't dig on it. So you were like, all right, time to take a bat break. Yeah. But th but then we did also get all star Batman and Robin. Yeah, let's not. That's the second darkest period. <laughs> and trust me, um, this is pretty bad for that to be the second darkest period in Batman. Oh, goddamn Batman. All right. Ooh. <laughs> okay, Frankie. Yeah, let me get it. Oh, jerk. So I, I, I shouldn't read All-Star Batman. You can do whatever you want, pal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't control that brain of yours. You know, I can't say that it's like, I mean, I think I own the hardcover for it. And I'm like, oh, it, I, look, I, it looks good. But I mean, is it good? No. I picked it up on floppy, but I, I just never read it. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that came out around same time as All-Star Superman, right? Yeah, it was pre new 52. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, there's yeah. there's some good things to look at in it. It's not it's not great by any means. And I'm saying that like and, and as like a true fan for me to sit here and tell you that it's not good. 
and it was work, worked on by Frank Miller with Jim Lee doing the artwork. For me to say that is painful, but it is not it is not like a good collaboration by any means. <laughs> by any means. Oh yeah. Uh, speaking of Frank Miller, the new Batman 140 dropped and uh last week and Oh, did he do a wonderful cover? No, 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 no. But uh uh Dark Knight Returns Batman makes an appearance. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, it has a bunch of different Batman all drawn in like the era that they were from. And uh, it was pretty cool. It, so it's, uh, you know, Good. regular Batman against like all these like different variants of him. Yeah. Regular Batman could take Dark Knight Returns Batman. No problem. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't even <laughs> question that. Like in his prime, you know. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and it had... um pretty sure it was the adam west batman but his ears were floppy Diabolical. Yeah. Adam west, adam adam west. did they ever find out who was stealing the water <laughs> what <laughs> yeah oh, that, no. that... <laughs> i'm a tomato <laughs> luke perry will you tell me who's stealing the water <laughs> rest oh, in man. peace luke perry yeah, yeah and I'm... adam west <laughs> <laughs> That's a a good, that's a good way to end this podcast. There we go. On that note, we'll we'll wrap it up. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching this or listening to this fine show. And, uh, you know, if you enjoyed this episode, go check back all the others. Uh, Batman One Bad Day. This was, I believe, the sixth book and the final book in the series. And you know how to find me. But, uh, you know, more importantly, check out these two awesome dudes like uh, Brandon. How dare you undercut the amount of fucking pain this series put us through? It was the eighth <laughs> book. The eighth book. Oh, Leo. Yeah. Well, I, I blocked a couple of them. So, yeah, understandable because, like I said, three quarters of them stankers. Uh, but hey, everyone, I'm, I'm po- powerful Brandon. Uh, you know, you can uh, check me out here, obviously, and uh, also on Comics Paradox, uh, the podcast we do in conjunction with this every other week. Um, which we discuss uh, all kinds of alternate reality tales and takes on storylines and characters you may already know and love. Uh, things like what ifs, else worlds, uh, different story arcs like uh, Age of Apocalypse or Armageddon 2001. Uh, it's a lot of fun uh, just just going through and seeing the different variations of things that uh, you know, like I said, we we normally would would enjoy. Um, aside from that, you can check 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 me out and the podcast out on social media. Uh, I am on Instagram at brandon has powers uh and the comics paradox podcast is on there as at comics paradox podcast uh also come on over to the website uh www.comicsparadox that's c-o-m-i-x-p-a-r-a-d-o-x.com uh you can stay on top of uh the episodes as they're released uh each every other week uh, aside from that, you know, you can find this and uh, any other number of podcasts from the Dorkening uh, Network, uh, wherever fine podcasts are broadcast. Awesome. Mr. Justin Cooper. Ah, thanks, the uh, listeners, for sticking with us uh, through these eight books, because it's definitely been a wild ride. There's been some good stuff, some bad stuff, and some mediocre stuff along the way. You know, um, it just kind of reaffirmed my love for the character, that which I really liked, and I like that 
now I'm going to think about the Riddler and I'm going to have a completely different perspective. And similarly with Clayface or Rachel Gould, not so much with Bane or Two-Face. Or, but Mr. Freeze I'll put up there too, not so much with Penguin. But um, it, it's it's been fun. I'm, I'm glad that we've, we uh, chose to do this. You know, um, check these guys out. You know, check out our other show. Check check out the uh, what ifs that we have, the Elseworlds over in Comics Paradox, and uh, be sure to check us out on the uh, ComicsParadox.com, and um, check out uh, our our other social media for the Dork Knight. There we go. Catch you guys later. Bye. Bye. Later. Bye.